0: You know I've found so many people who are like stuck in their in their w twos who just can't get out of it, and to me, I've identified it right away it's the problem isn't that they're incapable. the problem is that they are so stuck with that identity that they have of themselves mm-hmm. that they have outgrown, yeah and that sometimes you know you just gotta let that go to to move to move up and level up yeah and and just the ability to be able to do that man that's one of the hardest things to do are you looking for freedom freedom from the daily grind and hustle or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted then join us on the investing
1: for freedom podcast mr alvin Uy is joining us today and this guy i mean from the time i met him just hearing his background and some of the things that he's done and what he's working on today um, just an inspiring inspiring human so alvin thanks for being on the show man
0: thank you so much i'm very excited this is actually my very 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 first podcast so i am humbled and honored to be on your your show man
1: well you know i'm I'm honored for you to be here as well. And you and I've had so many great conversations. Um, we met through GoAbundance, obviously. And and uh, just hearing every time I'm with you, I get to hear a little bit more about you, a little bit more about your background, you know, how you think, what, what you're working on. And when we were sitting in Tahoe, um, as we were just continuing the conversation, we're sitting in uh, the IV room and we're getting IVs together and just talking about what you want to you know, build and grow in your life. And I was like, dude, you gotta come on the podcast and talk about this. And you're like, I've never, I've never been on a podcast. And I'm like, dude, come come on, let's do it.
0: Yeah, so here I am. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's gonna be fun. Well, let's jump into the four questions. Um, who has had the greatest impact on your life?
0: Man, so this is a very tricky question for me because um, as I look back, I've had so many different mentors, but you know, as, as I'm getting older, being a parent, you know, I keep thinking back to, you know, greatest impact. Who, who would that be? And, you know, I keep thinking about my dad, you know, it, in an odd way. You know, he was never really the father figure that I wanted when I was a kid. You know, he's never really around. He's always sleeping during the day because his graveyard shift. But now as I look back, I, I think, you know, just by watching him, his heavy work ethics, sacrifices he's made all that stuff, man, it just makes so much sense for me that like, you know, now that looking at it, he's had the most impact on me, you know? And I think it took me a while to figure that out really, just because of, you know, a lot of growth that I've been going through. And it's, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think now as I'm more mature, you know, I, I, I can only hope that there's a lot of lessons that, I, that I've learned that I could bestow upon my children yeah
1: it's so good, and you know i've I've often said too, like you know who's had the greatest impact on me and it's definitely i I think in a lot of respects it was my dad too, but it I learned a lot from my dad that was the things I didn't want to do, like you know what kind of husband I didn't want to be and what kind of father I didn't want to be, and all of that and you know, I love what you just said too, because his work ethic and even though he wasn't always present, that might like seclude them from being our first answer, but he taught you how to work and he taught you the work ethic. And I've watched you for a while. I mean, you're not scared to work. You like want to get in and get things done and, and learn and be a better version of you. So that's pretty cool that your dad instilled that in you, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, not just the hard work. I mean, there's the commitment level. I mean, he's made some major shifts, you know, like the ability to just drop everything and pivot. And no matter what, he's going to get it done. You know, it's, it's quite amazing. And you're right. You know, there's a couple of things that you brought up too, like, you know, You know, there's certain things that I, you know, I've taken away not to ever be, you know, he was kind of always like uh, the force of fear in our Mm -hmm. family where, you know, sometimes we don't, we don't even want to be around him just because he's always tired and, you know, upset or something. But, you know, you know, now to look back, man, like I, as a dad, like I completely understand he had, he had a family of five kids and a wife to support you know he's working his ass off and it's just you know i have so much respect for that now looking back
1: wow was there anything watching your dad like work his ass off was there anything that you think correlates directly to the way that you work today and and build your business and all the things that you've done
0: well i mean the one thing that comes to mind is his ability just to you know pivot you know and I think this goes back to my story that I was telling you, where you know we grew up in the Philippines, where we we come from a pretty wealthy family, I guess. His his dad, his mom, you know, were grooming him to take over the business. They're pretty wealthy. You know, we had like I remember growing up, there's about 18 maids in the house and household workers, and you know, and he wanted to sort of give us a better life than that. Which my grandparents never really really understood, because you know why, why would you why would you leave all this behind just to come to the u s and you know they dropped everything outside of my grandparents' blessings and you know ended up being uh, sort of alienated from the family, they were c- kind of completely disowned Wow, and then when they, when they came here, you know they, they thought they brought enough money you know come to find out if you don't have any Job history. You have no uh, educational background that's relevant to the U.S. market. You know, um, you pay everything cash, and soon enough, you lose everything. Mm. And so he had to have he had to go through that pivot in life, and just like this daunting new world of you know everything's different. And he didn't know how to cook. They didn't know how to cook. They didn't know how to clean. They were used wow. to this lifestyle of having maids around. And I think that must have been really traumatizing. And to bring five kids, me being the eldest, I was barely, not even twelve years old, and my my youngest sibling was maybe a year and a half. Wow. And you got you got three other children in between, you know. So, and two was everything, and and, you know, I I remember, his first job was to be a janitor. Wow. He was a janitor cleaning toilets. You know. So I think that's one of the first. Um, recollection of of, that I can remember that clarified what wealth was. Like I Mm. had no idea, and and now like as I as I mature and going through business, like you know, if my dad can do it, you know, if he can make those changes, make those sacrifices, you know, why wouldn't why can't I? Wow, yeah. Do you think
1: is your dad still around?
0: No, he actually passed away last august mm. last year and and you know ever since then man like i you know i i've been reflecting on my relationship with him mm-hmm. and so you know this is why this this question you asked me about who is the greatest impact of your life you know when he passed away last year you know i was i was waiting for you know for for that emotion to hit me but it never did you know and i felt a little bit guilty about it. Mm. And and now as I look back, man, like all these overwhelming clarity that I've found, especially after the weekend, after, you know, going through the mastermind, man, it's, it's like just, I, and I'm starting to feel all this overwhelming sense of responsibility to uphold the legacy that they plan to, you know, that they plan for us,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it's, it's a little bit burdensome in a sense, but. I feel now I have so much clarity, and it's just giving me that big why i have been searching for.
1: yeah, that's awesome. Do you think I'm curious um, y- you know your parents coming here was it because they thought that you guys would have a better life or a better opportunity, or was it some other reason?
0: Oh there's so much, so you know I, I, there's so much to it, so you know one thing I believe he wanted his independence, right because mm-hmm. uh, he was he was being groomed to go to business. I can't quite remember if he was happy about that, but I think there's that pressure of just like wanting to do something for himself. Other thing too, is, you know, I had some relatives or uncles even that were got into politics and somehow the whole family was threatened, um, you know, kidnapping, things like that. And um, I think I might, there must've been an incident where I think one of my brothers actually got kidnapped wow, or, or somehow was about to get kidnapped in the, That kind of just uh, um, shook them, kind of freaked them out, I guess. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, it was, it was so sudden they left so quickly. Actually, no one even knew. Like, you know, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, you know, with my parents saying like, Hey guys, get ready, put your clothes on. We're going to Disneyland. And we're like, okay, let's (laughs) go to Disneyland. You know, so we go to Disneyland, we we come here to the us, we're all, all of us packed up and like went and then we, we, we came to Disneyland, landed in LA, went to Disneyland, went to Not, went to Universal, like we did the whole thing. And then uh just you know, a few weeks later, a few weeks later it turned into months. And I'm like, what's wow. going on here? We're not going back. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, we're not going back. We're moving into this one bedroom apartment. Wow. <laughs> in the middle of LA. Yeah, just it was nuts.
1: Wow. You know, there's so many lessons in there for us to, you know consider and unpack but the big thing you know Karen and i have always been with our kids um and i'm curious the lessons that you know you took from from your dad and from the whole experience and then how you parent but with our kids you know we've always we've watched families that have fallen apart because you know the parents uh want something for their kids more than they want it, or the parents don't like someone that the kids like or whatever and Karen and i've decided like i would much rather just always have a relationship with my kids even if i don't fully agree with them or if they're not doing what i think is in their best interest or i don't like you know and this hasn't been fully tested so um you know fortunately our oldest son is engaged and, and we love the girl that he's engaged to but honestly even if somebody came home you know tim or katon or any one of them came home with a a spouse that we didn't like or whatever i would much rather have a relationship with them long term and and it's just interesting listening to the story around your your dad like wanting to, you know, find his own path so bad that they left everything to to bring you guys here. It's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, you know, I mean, it wasn't just him. My mom sure. too, you know. Yeah. She 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 got the visa to come here. She's like, we got to do this. Now it's now or never. So it's it's both of them actually, but you know, they they made that decision to just pull the trigger, man. Like, you know, that's one thing that I totally admire. And with five kids, no preparation, just let's just go wow yeah totally wow. awesome and regarding the parenting thing that you brought up you know yeah i you know i i've been sort of on this path now to figure out what that framework would be as as a parent i think you and i were having discussion even during the event about like you know what's the right course here you know when 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 my parents brought us here you know we were expected to go to college hmm. and and you know my parents went to college they were like super smart you know my dad was an engineer uh, never actually used it practically in 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 any form and and my mom was i think she was she took accounting, but she never actually used it before coming here either and my my parents you know wanted us to go to college, so I did I went to like aerospace engineering for the first three years and then I decided, you know this is not working out for me. you know, I can do this, but I don't see myself doing this, mm-hmm. not happy with this and I completely dropped out and you know my parents were pretty upset in the beginning you know they asked me what are you going to get into i said oh i'm i don't know i'm gonna try to go to art (laughs) and they're like what you know can't you be a doctor can't you be a nurse like you know filipinos and nurses you know yeah so uh but yeah like you know i i there's that sort of expectation of of success based on going to college and you know, being a college dropout myself, having found success outside of college, you know, I I don't, you know, just even enforcement of having to expect my kids to go to college. I don't even talk about that. You know, I don't I don't think that's even something that you know my wife and I are. You know, of course we're not going to bring it up now if they decide to want to go to college. But you know, my my wife into college, yeah, she, ha- she hasn't used it. Mm-hmm. You know, we end up we both end up in real estate, and I think part of that is just really finding my kid's path mm-hmm. and what we could do as parents is to be there supportive. Yeah. And make sure they find the love of, you know, of, of doing whatever they want to do.
1: Yeah. And that we accept them no matter what. That's one thing that Karen and I always, you know, we tried every, every time possible to just be a yes parent. Yeah. You want to try that? Yeah. We'll, we'll support you in that and let them, you know, when you're talking about what is their giftings and what are the things that they like and what do they enjoy? Like just trying to find that thing for them instead of us or, or with them, instead of us like trying to find it for them, just supporting them and the things that they're interested in. And, you know, sometimes they'd be like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, like my boys, they both wanted to ride motocross. So we went and invested in motorcycles and everything else. And they're like, ah, you know, they did it for a little bit and then they didn't want to great. sell the motorcycle, like, you know, just because some people would be like, no, we bought the motorcycle and you got to keep doing this until you're 20. And no, like, just find what the kids want to do, like support them. And that, that's kind of been our philosophy. So good to hear. That's good. Uh, did you want to say something about
0: that? No, I, I mean, the the one thing that come to mind is, you know, I try to expose my kids to martial arts because that's something, a background that I did before and gave me a lot of like, you know, ability to focus and grit. And find self-independence uh but you know my kids aren't into it you know like i you know my my son's first experience with playing soccer he got in the face and got a bloody nose his first day he's like nope that's it <laughs> and then my second son like oh you know his older brothers want to do it, he doesn't want to do it yeah you know but he's uh but it, it's so weird right now because he's uh my eldest son is into like language you know like foreign language like somehow one day he's like, hey, I want to learn Japanese. So we took him to, you know, he's taking tutoring to learn Japanese and now he's like, he's got into K-pop. You know, like, I want to learn Korean. So it's like, we took him to a Korean school. Wow. You know, I don't even know where that came from. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. So, but
0: we're just, we're just going with the flow. Hopefully yeah. they find their path.
1: I love it. If you could narrow it down to one thing that has had the greatest impact on your success, what would that be?
0: Oof. I would, I mean, the first thing come to mind is grit, but as I really think about it, it's really the ability to shift and, and change directions and pivot. You know, looking back to my path to success, I've done that multiple times and has a lot to do with mindset. Uh, grit comes along with that, but really being able to identify that it's okay to change identities. Mm-hmm it's, it's okay to reinvent yourself. In fact, it should be encouraged.
1: Yeah. That's That's good. I love it, man. Um, that's one of the things that I always talk about, like, you know, what do you really want? Why do you want it? And go through this process. But the last part of a five part process for me is adjusting. So what do Mm -hmm. you really want? Why do you want it? What are you going to do to get it? Measure results, but adjust. And I say this so many times, that last part is the thing that a lot of people won't allow themselves the grace to adjust And, and really like, you know, that's why you see so many people that get on this path and they're miserable in their job. They're miserable where they live. They're miserable. Even I'm, I'm not an advocate of this, but you know, if two people are miserable in a marriage for 30 years, like, I mean, at some point in time, it's like, yeah, just adjust, like either reinvent yourselves, as you said, or, or, or go do something different. So I love that, man. That's super powerful.
0: Yeah. And and, and it's funny because as we go through you know, like for the last event, you know I've found so many people who are like stuck in their in their w twos who just can't get out of it, and to me, I've identified it right away it's it's an it's a the problem isn't that they're incapable. the problem is that they are so stuck with that identity that they have of themselves mm-hmm. that they have outgrown, yeah and that sometimes you know you just gotta let that go to to move to move up and level up. Yeah. And, and just the ability to be able to do that, man, that's one of the hardest things to do.
1: Yeah. You know, and I was, um, I'm, I'm thinking of a guy right now who's probably listening to the show and I'm super proud of him. Um, he was in the couples mastermind last year. And when I first started talking to him, he's really high earning, you know, W2 guy works for a Mm -hmm. huge tech company, makes a lot of money. And, and did pretty well. But he like, you know, when I first started talking to him, he just wanted to get passive investments. He wanted to start buying real estate so that, you know, he could quit his job and, and he started Mm -hmm. doing all that. And he, by the way, he was really successful in that and got some, you know, great properties and he's really learning a lot. But then when they joined the couples mastermind and we started going through the year, he realized that he wasn't unhappy in his job. He actually realized that he loved his job. He was just unhappy, period, At a, you know, not, not unhappy because, I mean, he's got a great wife and great family and everything else, but he just was unhappy in where he was going in his financial future. And he thought that the W-2 job was the problem when in reality it was his mindset around it, right? And so then once he started figuring out, like, that identity that you were talking about and who do I need to become and he started buying properties he's still working his job and he's flourishing at his job and and he's flourishing in his investments too. So I love what you said there, because sometimes it's about just getting our identity, right? We're not going to be happy if we're not happy with who we are.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So good, man.
1: What was your greatest setback? And what did you learn from it?
0: Ooh, are we talking about life here? or are talking about business, either one. Greatest setback. uh, Well, let's talk about business. It's about investing for freedom, right? So You know, I've I've always challenged myself to explore and I found my, um, one of my superpowers before was, you know, I was really creative. I was really talented in doing art. You know, I was this creative guy going back to that whole identity thing, right? So I built this whole business around myself, you know, and, you know, and I built an agency, but a lot of it is really based on talent. And, you know, I, my, my own ego kind of got in the way because thinking like, Hey, no one else is better than me and I can build a business and just find all the right people of support. But yeah, had I known then what I know now, just finding an, an exit and building that business in a better way, I think I would have been able to, uh, I think have a bigger exit and not stress so much about, you know, replacement of myself and you know in that field that i was in you know it's all about talent like i said so i I tried finding a who then Mm -hmm. i didn't really read that book who not how so at that point anyway so i was kind of like you know thinking oh maybe i need to find someone who can replace me on a day-to-day so i did start growing somebody and uh he was kind of poached from my business Hmm. by a client and you know now the setback is i should have been I think i should have been smarter about how how i could have handled that a little bit better and now you know learning from that is you know as i now pivot into doing more real estate building a team building a you know building construction team to to uh focus on this adu stuff i'm i'm better equipped with the right framework on okay i gotta build this thing knowing that i gotta take myself out of it now as soon as possible Mm -hmm. so you know, that's a setback, I, I guess you can say, but yeah. you know, at the same time, man, there's so many lessons there that I've learned.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and usually that's the setbacks where we learn the most. Right. And, and I've said this so many times too, and I just heard you say it, but like, if I, if I knew then what I know now, like, but we didn't right? And so, but we didn't. Yeah. You, that's how, that's why you learned the lesson. So, um, last question and then, and then we'll kind of veer off from there. So what is the single piece of advice you find yourself sharing the most?
0: I think, you know, I would say mindset and grit and stuff like that focus on learning. But honestly, I think the biggest takeaway for me is uh, that I've, I've been noticing that I've been talking to people a lot of is finding the right tribe, you know, really finding a community or peers to kind of just download information to, you know, it's just, you know, I, I think it's a life-changing process for me just being able to join abundance. It's like, I'm a completely different person. And I found so much clarity from it in like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. It's like everything about me is different. You know, it's, it's, so I find myself just telling people, got to find a tribe, go to these masterminds because I think everything stems from there. Self-development just happens naturally.
1: Yeah, it's so good. And, you know, I talk to so many people too that, and I even hear people being facetious about like you know, yeah, you're just always talking about the mastermind because you want to sell something and this and that. And it's like, no, like every time that I've leveled up in life, it's because I hired a coach, because I hired a consultant, because I joined a community, because, you know, when you're in a room of like 300 guys, like we just were at Go GoBundance and everybody's talking about the same thing. We all have imposter syndrome because you're like looking at, you're like, how did I get in this room? And somebody made the comment. Um, I forgot who it was. You might remember, but somebody was talking about they they felt like they didn't belong in the room. And somebody made the comment to him, like, if you're in the room, you belong in the room, right? You've basically made it. And but the crazy thing is, is like, you get into a room of 300 guys that are just rocking it, and you just can't help, but just come away like so challenged. And it's not a competition thing. It's like you're looking at the best practices that different people do in different parts of their life, health, finance, business. I mean, Kevin Mills, holy cow, like, dude, his talk and champions, like just, I felt so, and I not in a bad way, but I, I felt so small for a minute. Like, dude, I've been playing small for the last couple of years, right? When you're hearing this and it's not a comparison thing. It's a thing of like, I know I'm not achieving my full potential.
0: Right. And, and it's also, you know, you get to model people, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, you know, back then I was like, okay, let me let me join this mastermind just so I can learn how to scale or get back into real estate. Now I'm thinking like, okay, two hundred million might be possible. You know, and I I didn't think I would be able to push, you know, almost twenty million maybe by in within five years. I didn't know that was even possible. Yeah. And 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 just to be around these guys, now I'm like focused on my health. Oddly enough too, like conversations even in the go pods. Yeah was never even really about money. Yeah. The money is just a natural side effect just being around these guys, just knowing what they do. It's just like you can't help but sort of, you know, level up yeah. with them. You yeah. know, it's just and it's not it's not even competition really. It's about just feel so inspired. You know, it's just it's it's amazing. You know, you just have those models and knowing what's possible, all of a sudden everything's nothing is impossible anymore. Yeah. So so it's it's amazing.
1: Yeah. And that's why I decided to even on this show to kind of take the path that I did with investing for freedom, because, you know,
0: we
1: I mean, you can read a million books on how to make money or, you know, how to buy real estate or how to do whatever. And I really wanted to take a holistic approach because freedom does matter. And investing is the way we're going to get there. But also like, if you don't know why you're doing it, then you're going to make all this money and then you're going to realize that you're just miserable. Right. And I've said this so many times when I sold my business in 2014, it was the best and worst day of my life. Why? Because I'm 34 years old. I'm retired. I've achieved the American dream, but I realized like, I don't want to be retired. I want to have a purpose and I want to be with people and I want to have impact. And um, so that's why I love having conversations like this too, because like you said, rarely is the conversation about how do I make more money? It's about how do I put more systems in place, more people, how do I, you know, get buy my time back so that I can spend more time with my wife and my kids and the people that I love. That's what's important.
0: Right. And just, just living a more fulfilled life. You know, I, I think we all kind of forget that we get stuck in this rat race and I found myself being stuck in that rat race, you know, even with, you know, the net worth I have and you know capacity and just successes like you forget you know but being around this group of guys and just you develop all these authentic friendships and not only that for for successful entrepreneurs sometimes you you live in a bubble mm-hmm. you know there's a very lonely element to it you know and then you you know and you kind of have this fear of like being your authentic self around even people that you might have known for, I don't know, 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. just because of that fear of being judged in a wrong way like of being envied maybe. And I don't know, I still kind of struggle with that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just being around guys like yourselves where like, Hey, I can tell you stuff. I can celebrate all my wins without feeling judged. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's, good. It's, it's, it's incredible.
1: So, so what do you, what advice do you have for the person, you know, that was a beautiful statement that you just made the whole comment for the person that's stuck in the rat race? Like what kind of advice do you have for them? How, how do you, how do you see people or how do you pull yourself out of it? Because the one thing that I'm cognizant of is, you know, even though we might be on a mountaintop right now, some, at some point in time, we're going to, you know, there's cycles in life. So, um, and that's the beauty of having that community too. It's people that challenge us and pull us out of that too. But what do you say to the person that, that might find themselves in the rat race or they feel stuck?
0: Well, the first thing is finding your, your, your big why and finding your strengths, uh, your personality, your archetype. You know, I, I feel like there's always a need for that uh, to identify your strengths and weaknesses. I think that's probably the first step. And just educate yourself. There's always a way. Mm and be resourceful enough. And, you know, I, I would go into like putting even habits, like healthy habits, you know, start changing what you feel might need change. You know, a lot of people just don't take enough action. Yeah, Probably the biggest thing is not taking enough action. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I've said this so many times, until the pain of your current situation becomes more than the pain that it's going to take to put those habits and those movements and those things in place. Mm -hmm. People just don't do anything about it. They're like, Oh, I hate my life. And, and, you know, there are some people that, you know, sometimes it's an identity thing. Like, I feel like I couldn't do that. Like, there's no way I could be Alvin, but listening to your story today and like your dad's story and you know, where you guys came from and the things you are, that's why I love having these conversations because every single one of us is exactly the same. And the only difference between you and them is that you said no I'm not going to be this way anymore I'm going to change whatever it is and until that pain of the current situation becomes more than what it's going to take to get there you're not going to do anything about it
0: yep yep and it's just really just the appetite for for being the best version of yourself mm-hmm. whatever that may be and and I would hate to say the I would hate to say never be satisfied because that's not always the case but I I don't like being comfortable. I've i sort of programmed myself to be uncomfortable the minute I'm too comfortable. Mm. You know. So you know, to me it's 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 been something that I, I I'm very, very aware of. I love it. So we'll
1: we'll kind of get to winding down here, but I gotta bring it up, man. You were on
0: Shark Tank, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We, we got to talk about Shark Tank. Well, what do you want to know about that? Well, yeah, just <laughs> it tell just us. feels like it just feels like such a a different me, you know. Like I, I've i sort of moved on from that identity. Like like I was saying, I I've sort of frame shifted already. But uh, Shark Tank. So let me let me kind of back up a little bit uh, to kind of give you a little bit of framework on on how that happened. Um, I like I said, I used to own a design agency. I don't know if I'm actually mentioned that earlier, but yeah. I ran a design agency. I used to work with a lot of the big brands. Uh, you know, I used to do everything from theatrical to video games to toys, everything uh, with with the studios down here in Los Angeles. And, you know, I got to that point where like, I'm starting to get bored. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm I've had this I have the skill set. Where do I take it from here? You know, it's always been service oriented type of business where, you know, I'm always designing for people and creating coming up with ideas. And and it dawned on me like, okay, all these toy companies I work for, like Mattel, Hasbro, Disney, I worked with every single one of them. They would call me and be like, come up with some ideas for us, you know? And so I would, and I did that for years. And one day a friend of mine approaches me and he's like, hey, Alvin, look. Uh, I'm about to quit my job and my only, only other option is to um, be a cop uh, and my wife doesn't want me to do it because we're about to have a baby. He doesn't want me in in, in line of risk. And, um, and I said, but he's like, well, but I got this one idea that I kind of want to run it by you. I want to develop, I want to bring this out to market and you're the right person. You're, you know, you've done this before many times. And it just so happens. I was like, you know, that's it. You know, I this is it. Like I got to develop my own product. I'm now going to, you know, I'm, I've i been a product developer. Why not just start my own thing? So I, you know, he, he and I kind of got together. We started, uh, developing the, this one product called soap socks to washcloth for kids. It's basically you, it, it's basically, a, I think of a stuffed animal, you know, with tear cloth outside, antimicrobial sponge inside, and you, you feed it soap and it lathers like a, you know, like the like the loofah kind of thing and then the sponge that you wash your cars with. And I'm like, no one's ever thought of this. I can't believe this. You know, was, did a patent on it and patents are like, there's no patents on anything like this? Well crap, let's let's start doing this. And so um we had um we had launched a product on Kickstarter, uh, was able to raise funds, like I think we raised like fifty grand in like three weeks. And so we're like, whoa! This is a viable product, and this is like when Kickstarter first started, and um, didn't realize it then. But I thought Kickstarter was just US based. Next thing you know, we got orders from Russia and places I've never even heard of, you know. And I'm like, okay, this is a global product, you know. So, so we launched a product through Kickstarter, uh, was able to have our first batch, and we took it to a trade show. Very first trade show. I think we were just supposed to showcase it, but somehow we ended up on the floor. And, uh, you know, there's a... Oh, and we won an innovation award, so that was kind of helpful. Yeah. Um, and Nordstrom was strolling around looking for products to buy, and to say, hey, we love your product. We'd like to place an order. And we are like, what? We don't even have any, like... <laughs> we have no order forms we have nothing you know yeah. we were we're so not prepared for it and uh it just so happens you got scouts from shark tank floating around too and you know and i think they were following those buyers so as soon as they found out they placed an order like hey we love your product also would you guys want to be on the show wow and so that started a whole thing of like sure you know and we're like well we don't want to be waiting in line and you know, because you know, to to audition for Shark Tank, you got like I don't know, you got lines out the door for like days just to wow. even get a chance to get shown. They're like, well, we love your product. Let's uh, why don't you guys send us on uh, a video audition tape, and uh, we'll we'll get you in the front of the line. Sweet. So we did, and they loved, and they loved our our, our video. I don't think I've shown you that one no, yet. but you haven't. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we got on the show. And we were um, you know, the uh the pitch lasted about an hour and forty minutes. Wow. But this is but this is TV. Yeah. So they, you know, they were great actually. Sharks were really, really accommodating. They were really nice. Uh nicer than what you see on TV. It's just, just really Hollywood magic, right? Yeah. But you know, speaking of Hollywood magic, you know, they they cut down the show or at least our episode or at least our, our pitch to eight minutes.
1: From an hour and forty
0: yep so wow. you know they had full right to do that right mm-hmm. so yeah so you know cut it down to eight minutes the narrative was a little bit changed you know and we had no idea they were going to air us because on a contract says like if you or at least the producers have told us like if you don't take a deal there's less than six percent chance or you're going to be aired wow so when we walked away we're thinking ah forget it we'll just do this on our own uh and then a week before that. Show air, they we got an email saying like, hey, we're gonna air you next week. Your 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 episode was too good. And no one's ever walked away from a million dollar buyout before. Wow. So we're gonna air it. So we're like, wow, okay, here we go. Yeah.
1: You know, it's such a great story. And and like you said, when I asked you to tell it, you're like, man, it just feels like such a, you know, former version of me. But and I've probably asked you to tell this story like eight different times. Um, but the reason why I love hearing it is just it, there's so many lessons to be told in it. I mean, the fact that you guys walked away from a million dollars and, you know, I mean, you and I even talk about like content production and not wanting to be on camera, but you made, you made a video pitch that got accepted. You didn't have to wait in line. There's so many stories, you know, along the way that, um, even though it's a former version of you. So you fast forward, you didn't get the deal. You walked away from the deal actually, cause you did get an offer, but you walked away and the product became successful, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, you know, it, it wasn't like an overnight success, you know, we had to like do everything ourselves. Sure. So yeah, I was able to acquire help acquire a license from like Disney uh, from, from Hasbro from, from even a uh, uh, Nickelodeon. So we have like Disney Disney characters and Paw Patrol and all that stuff. And, you know, like just being on the show and having access to, some of these relationships that I built because of my previous business, you know, allowed us to get into these stores, and you know, being featured on Shark Tank, you know, that's kind of a big deal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it definitely like catapulted, uh, you know, and and being on Shark Tank wasn't our intention to mark market, to do marketing. Honestly, uh, we were really looking for a strategic partner. Just didn't work out that makes sense
1: so let's let's bring it to today artist engineering school um designer shark tank walk away (laughs) i love that uh what what are you doing today
0: so you know i'm pivoting back to real estate which is interesting because i read rich dad poor dad in about 2000 year 2000 and i knew then i want to buy real estate this is my end game and so at the time, you know, I was, I was broke, <laughs> you know what I mean? I to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, I you know, read the, the, you know, the Cashflow Quadrant. I'm like, okay, you got to in W2. You got to self-employ. self You got to start a business. You got to be an investor. I want to be an investor. And so I unintentionally, well, I guess maybe intentionally, I, uh, I decided, okay, I got to find a good job that pays a lot of money. And so that, that started my whole career in, in design. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. And um and I got really good with being creative and coming up with out of the box thinking and putting pieces together and things like that. And and now that I've sort of exited that type of industry, I've been looking for something that allowed me to harness all my talents and and just my ability to to shift and think outside of the box and how do I do that with real estate? And I found Of course, natural course for me being a product developer is what can I develop? So now I'm developing these ADUs, SB9 in California, because I feel like, yeah, this is, this checks all the boxes for me, brings me back creativity. Uh, it's a, it's, it's great for business. No one else, it's a niche and I, I specialize in niches. And, and, um, and I think it's, it's one way to take advantage of, you know, uh a zoning modification that's really geared for development and you know it it's here. Yeah. So that's what I'm focused on uh real estate wise. I love it and yeah. I
1: think you're going to see a lot more of that like even you know affordable housing is such a problem. So correct me if I'm wrong here but you go buy a property that because of new zoning um you have the ability to add more additional dwelling units ADUs to the property, right? And make right. make a property that, you know, would have cash flowed X, cash flow even more because of the zoning.
0: Exactly, exactly that. So it allows you to, there's a modification that was signed by the governor governor to uh, um, allow you to build second, third units. Wow. Maybe even fourth now with the SB9. So, and this is by right, hmm. you know, th- it's now by right and it's making it easier they made it easier to actually you know get permits for these things so i'm I'm scaling operation i have like seven projects going on at the same time now wow um and yeah like you know for for like you know states like california where most people think that you can't cash flow i mean this is this is the this is a game changer
1: wow so i'm i'm curious and if the answer to this is no then that's fine but is there a way for my audience or anybody that's listening to get involved with you? Like, do you take on hard money lending or any of that kind of stuff for your deals?
0: Actually, I do. I use hard money now. I'm actually looking for maybe in partners, capital partners, Great. Uh, private money even. Awesome. Yeah, so I, I do. I mean, I, I, at this stage, I have, you know, I don't qualify for the uh, conventional financing anymore. I, I mm-hmm. own too many properties, Yeah. as, as you know. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, I, I'll, you know I, I'm always entertaining other avenues of financing or even capital partners, even JVs, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, uh, of course the right fit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely.
1: Awesome. Well, dude, this has been a great show. Um, any, any final words that you want to share of wisdom
0: or, you know, I say just, you know, for those guys who are like starting out, just follow your passions, you know, just find your why and just believe in yourself, hmm that's it. It really comes down to that. That's awesome. Yeah. I love
1: it. And so circling back to my previous question, if somebody is interested in having a conversation about JVing or doing a deal with you or whatever, because I mean, you've gotten pretty good at this. And like you said, you've got like seven projects going and, and I don't think this is going to slow down anytime soon. So how could somebody find you if they want to talk about doing a deal together?
0: Um, well, they can email me at, uh, Alvin, A L V I N at ARK investments. That's A A R K investments.com. Awesome. Um, Or they can find me on Instagram under Alvinized with a Z E D. Cool.
1: And they, they just put a DM that says, I want to be your sugar daddy or no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> just joking. <laughs> uh, man, this has been a great show. I really appreciate you being on. Um, Yeah, it's been fun. And I just always, you know, just appreciate and love having a conversation with you. So it's been good.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate you having me too. This is a a lot easier than I thought. Well, good.
1: (laughs) Happy to be your first. (laughs) I love it.
0: This this was fun. Yeah, it's good.
1: (laughs) And for those of you that are listening, if um, you like this show or you enjoy what you learn on the Investing for Freedom podcast, we would love it if you would uh, just share the show with somebody that you think might get value out of it or, you know, just tag us on Instagram or wherever it is that you hang out. The more lives that we can impact and the more lives that we can change and help people find that financial freedom, the better it is for all of us. So we would appreciate a like, a share, a review, whatever it is that you feel like would be good and in our best interest and yours as well. Thanks for joining in. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them